Greetings, greetings to our listeners. Welcome to Empowerment Podcast. Uh, welcome to another episode of Soulful Talks with your host, Mrs. X. So in this episode of Soulful Talks, we'll be doing a two-part series. will be in line with the gender-based violence topic. My guest is uh, Miss, a very successful young woman who is a survivor of gender-based violence. She was in an abusive relationship for more than 10 years, but I'll let her tell you all about that. Uh, Ms. Tenjiwe Mtembu, welcome uh, to Empowerment Podcast. Hello, Mrs. X. Um, how are you? I'm good and good and good. And you? <laughs> I'm good. Thank you. Um, thank you so much for the opportunity. Okay. Sissy, maybe to start with the icebreaker, just tell us what is your favorite song? What do you normally listen? What song do you like to listen when you are at home chilling? Uh, firstly, my waking up song that I listen to it every day when I wake up. It's by Elevation Worship, Jaira. So that mm-hmm. song, it's a spiritual song and very close to my heart. And also it made me start the day in a good notes. Yeah, that's my favorite song. Yeah, I know. That's a beautiful song. Eh? I also yeah. love that song. <laughs> It just reminds us that God is a provider in exactly. every situation. Yeah. Okay, just to start off and kick off our session, listeners, uh, this is going to be a part two-part series. I will do the first part series with uh, Tenjiwe, then uh, uh, Nompilo, which is my co-host, will do a second part series with uh, uh, another guest. So these two episodes will be the last episode for the year. Then we'll meet each other in 2023 because you know it's December, everybody needs to rest. Hey, Tenjiwe, can you introduce yourself, Sisi? Who is Tenjiwe? Um, my name is Tenjiwe Tembu. Um, I'm originally from Ishawe, but based in Peter Marisbeck. I've been in Peter Marisbeck for the past 13 years. Um, Usenjiwe is a single mom of one daughter, very beautiful daughter, uh, who mm-hmm. holds uh, NPF level six in genetic management. And now I'm enrolled with uh, DUT for operations management. I'm currently working as a production manager. It's the most powerful and successful company in the world, which is Preform Line Products. Wow, nice. Shout out to them. Yay. Uh, yeah, mm. they're such a good um, uh, company to work for. Hey, that's very good. You're promoting them. You're promoting your employer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listeners, as we celebrate 16 days of activism against gender-based violence, which is an annual campaign that I said that belongs, starts around the 25th of November, and it's intended to eliminate violence against women and it runs through until the 10th of december so with our guest we're going to talk along that subject the theme will be around activism activism to end violence against women and girls and i must say tenji 
you are also an activist in your own space, in your own world. Because I remember when you had your birthday this year, you yeah. decided to use it as a voice, as an activist to teach women about what you've been through with regards yeah. to abuse in the relationship. Can you tell us what inspired that thought? How did you come to decide that I want to celebrate my birthday by using my voice and sharing my experience? Uh, the inspiration came from, so I had a plan that when I was dead, when I turned 30, I will do um, a big um, celebration for my birthday. But that didn't happen because it, May came in, May is my month, it's my birthday month. So when May came in, I was in head, I was in bed space because I just had that breakup in March. So uh. I could not celebrate my date year. So I said this year, as this is my second year of um, not in a relationship, my second year of singleness, of freedom. So I said, I asked myself uh, what I need to do. How can I share this? with every single woman, whether you're going through it or you're not going through it. So the, I said, okay, the only way I'm not going to wait for August, but let me celebrate my birthday month, my 31st with other women and uh, with other women and share them and tell them, this is what I've went through. And yeah, and it felt good and everything just came together. And the most important thing to me, it was to share what I went through because nobody knew. So yeah that was the inspiration behind it wow that has been that must be very brave eh? i mean yeah. being an activist and a voice piece in your own space because most yeah. people think that to make a change or an impact you need to reach out the whole of south africa or the world but no. what you did it just shows that for the people around you you know you can influence you can share your story and it can help people who are probably going through the same situations yeah and you know what is the most thing that i've learned we don't know what women go through from the time i celebrated my birthday with um, that spirit or that in mind of um talking about what i've went through there's mm. so many women that i came across and they were like how did you survive how are you doing it? How did you do it for such a long time? And um, what I always tell them, with God, anything is possible. And if when God is there, you can survive anything. So, yeah, I discovered a lot of women that were going through the same thing that I was going through. It's just that nobody knew. Wow. Look at the power of speaking out. I mean, yeah. using your birthday to be a platform where you speak out, then people are responding to say yeah. that I'm also going through this. Yeah. Uh, my next question, Tenji, is that in your own words, what is the gender-based violence and why do you think it's so rooted in our communities? Um, if gender violence, it's when someone else have power over you so um because nobody can abuse you if they don't have power over you and um it's yeah that's what i can say it's mostly people use the power that they have over you to abuse you mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. no i hear you yeah 
I think there's also different forms of gender-based violence that are prevalent in our society. Maybe just to name a few, most people know about the physical ones. Yeah. Where there's a physical assault. Yeah. And uh, but there are other forms beside that. There's a uh, economic or financial mm. where you know you can be denied to get education or you don't have financial support from your partner. Yeah. And there's also emotional uh, yeah. abuse that can happen yeah. where you know someone always uh, humiliates you especially in public. Yeah. You know, they say demeaning things to you. They make you feel like you're nothing. Then there's sexual as well, which yeah. is things like sexual uh, harassment, uh, rape, which is unfortunately happens a lot in our country. And even rape can be also marital rape or outside relationship. They can be child abuse. So there's different forms of gender-based violence that can occur. So you mentioned that you were in a, a abusive relationship for 10 years or yeah. earlier we mentioned that. Can you tell us what forms or types of gender-based violence were you subjected to while you are in that relationship? Um, Mina, I experienced three types of um, gender-based violence, which it was uh, physically. And physically, um, it, there are physical that people cannot see because the person can actually physically abuse you in your body where you always um, watch your clothes covering your body mm. and um, the abusers are very clever and that's why I always say they know exactly what they're doing whether they're under the influence or not because if you are so angry at me why are you choosing the place where to hit me mm. so I, would, I always say they know what they're doing. And if physically, uh, I experienced that in front of everybody in the streets when nobody could help me. I experienced in a taxi rank where even the taxi drivers will come actually make a circle to see what how I'm getting beaten up. But nobody would really um, come and stop the guy from hitting me. And people always make statements that you cannot come in between the two people. Today you're going to separate them, tomorrow they are together. So that is a statement that people normally used. And I've got bitten uh, while I'm carrying my child um, so many times. So yeah, physical, but I've never had the time that I had bruises. I will not go to work or I will not go back to my mother's place, I will actually um, wait until I'm healed so that I can go home uh, looking perfect as I arrived at the guy's place. So physical gets to you to the psychological parts because you have to look at other people and stay strong at work. You have to, um, like your mindset mustn't you get threatened if you t because he'll say if you tell anyone um, mm. this is what's going to happen and you can't leave me because in the abusive relation the physical impact you always say i'm leaving you mm. i'm not going to stay for this the guy that's where they psychologically come say oh where are you gonna live uh where are you gonna live and then 
I will catch you wherever you go. Those are the threads that you come across. And then when you're sitting alone, you're thinking, where am I going to run to? Because this guy knows my ins and outs. I've been with him for such a long time. He knows my mm. hometown. He knows where I live. He knows where I work. He knows the things that I do. That is why when you get the chance to run away, he will find you in those spots, whether you're going to the, your auntie's place, he'll be there. And these people, they come across as very respectful, as very good people, because the appearance, they make sure they appear to other people, holding your hands, uh, hugging you in front of everybody. That is psychological because you're thinking in your mind, you guys don't know what this guy does to and every time I will meet people and then people will greet me, he will actually squeeze my hands. Whenever oh. I squeeze my hands, I know what I've done something wrong. Whenever, um, if he hugs me and he squeezes my, my figure, then I know. Or he looks at me um, in my eyes, then you must know that I'm going to answer later. Sure. Um, yeah, physical. And then you receive, uh, that time uh, I was getting promoted at work. And then I will have to have numbers for mail. You must explain who is this mail? How are you getting their contact? You're not allowed to have contact. That's also traumatizing because you must go back at work and then face the same guys that you work with, the guys that you got beaten up for over the sure. weekend because they were trying to query something as their leader. And yeah, I'm telling you a tactic out there. And we, we women, we are so good to hide this, these things because our genes are to protect. We were born to, to protect. We mm-hmm. really take long to mm. act. And I, um, as much as I don't blame myself, but I always think I could have acted earlier. I could have done something, but the fear, the fear, because the words that he will say to you, those are the I would say those were the emotion ones for me because if not one day went past not thinking hey, I need to leave this guy because you'd end up not loving him anymore. The relationship uh. becomes toxic. I talk to you anyhow, you talk to me anyhow. There's no care anymore, whether it's in front of the child or not, because you just fed up. You, you just don't wanna. You don't wanna be there. You actually visit the guy just because. You know, if you don't visit, he's going to fight with you. Whether I visit or not, whether I visit you or not, I'm still going to get a hiding. So what's the the point of not doing either? So yeah, this is, those are, I'm telling you the emotional one, it's the worst because you have to keep your cool in front of everybody. You have to be at work every day because you've got a family to support and the child because he's not working. The only power that he has over you is that he can, he used to come every day at town, in town to see me. Okay, what time I'm reaching town? Okay, now I'm going to the taxi to home. Are you home now? Can I talk to the child? Is that, that is the thing because if you don't do that, oh, what were you doing now? Because you didn't update me where you were when. There was three questions that he used to ask me that mm. I still remember today. Where are you? With who? What are you doing? Those were the mm. Anytime when you call. And then if you don't answer, oh, why? Why you can't answer me? So 
that was I think the emotional got too much over the uh, uh, physical one because mm. the physical one I started to defend myself and okay. then uh, when I started to, to defend myself as I grew because he was the first guy that I started dating so oh. as I grew I learned I met this guy when I was 20 years old that was even before I started working mm. so as I grew I'm like what should I do can someone cut your pants with a scissor just because they are too tight for you mm. so that's what I went through and that I cannot stop because I like things to be tight I like to dress the way I want because I feel comfortable Uh, so that's still in my mind what I would do if I can meet someone that's going to tell me I can't dress up, I can't put the makeup on. Those are the emotional things because when you look at other girls, they're doing it. Uh, you become you become somebody else. You you hate to see uh, other girls beautiful because you are not allowed to be beautiful. Uh, You're not allowed to do any hairstyle that's got a weave on you must just comb your hair uh push them back or must just do a snoopy because it's the simple simplest hairstyle or yeah it's something what, that yeah. He, he felt comfortable with you know what's scary is uh, when you mention that and this happens a lot in our society i think you've mentioned three forms of abuse that you're subjected to the physical the psychological and the financial when you said that uh, people in public like in the streets on the taxi rank mm. people will actually form a cycle around you instead mm. of helping they'll be watching mm. and uh, this guy sometimes beats you with your child in your hand the financial one still hurt me the most because it's still affecting me today because Okay, he started as he would borrow money before I used to get paid weekly. Mm-hmm. When I used to get paid weekly, he'll want something every Wednesday. I used to get paid on Wednesday. Every Wednesday he'll wait for me. Um, oh, help me out with something, I'll pay you back. Uh he was like a freelancer. He didn't have a permanent job, you know, those okay. kind of so mm. whenever I get money, get a lump sum, then he will use it anyhow so every wednesday now and then i changed my mind i said no i can't be losing 300 every week then i changed i said i'm changing i want to go to get paid monthly that was even worse the amount gone bigger <laughs> it was mm. i had to like lend him uh 2000 rand every month and then on top of that i had to open an account so that he can have an account because he doesn't have a pay slip i do then he'll pay it pay for it why i'm saying i still suffer that because he didn't pay and when i um, financially finally wanted to get myself a car my name is uh bet i couldn't okay. open it and it's in your credit record is not my good. credit record i had to build it up from last year up until now even though now it's coming right so that was a setback for me and that's something that he left me with to deal sure. with and i you know when you can afford the car but you just can't get one because you don't qualify for one so mm. when i say financially i mean very bad so yeah 
and yeah those were the mm. main three ones that i really i wouldn't say sexually was part of it because when these people get drunk they don't even worry they only wake up to worry you and then that's it so mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but emotionally and also to see my child um experience or to see my child to be a part of it mm. I, that was most tra- traumatic when she's gonna be the one that's coming in between us trying to separate us because now we are fighting and everything and for the fact that he didn't recognize that the child is in between us so you wanna carry on and fight with me on top of the child whether you're walking over the child or not you just don't care because you just he wanted to satisfy that you know i don't know what it called but when you know when you want to do something so bad to somebody so that it can make mm. it good because i think yeah. they got that sense that they need to satisfy in the feeling i don't know yeah it's how they gain control i think exactly. over you yeah you and know that was very scary yo. it was yeah the only time mm. i was i always asked myself why did i stay for so long mm. and the only answer is because i was not staying with him full time it was just oh, a weekend okay. week, and okay. i didn't feel that every day that pain I, I, i didn't get beaten up every day But every so time, you had a place where you're going yeah, to, you know, I pull off, disconnect yes, from him. Exactly. Mm. Even okay. though I still regret that, but yeah, I always ask myself, and then mm. I would get the answer from there because, yeah. So Tenji, you know, you've been through a lot, Sisi, over the years, and uh, we're very proud of you, man. The fact that when you shared your story at the function and also the platform that they've invited you to talk to young ladies and women you know one cannot just uh, be surprised and feel your pain on behalf of yourself to say at a very young age of 20 years you've gone through so much but what i love about this is that you survived you are a survivor i will not call you a victim but a survivor because you've shown that despite this you can come out stronger you can do something i mean your financial situation there was a setback for a year or so but you are working towards that you'll get your car so there's a woman there who's sitting at home who's probably going through one of this uh gender-based violence who's being subjected to it and is looking for help and doesn't know where to start and they want to come out yeah. like you said you know you've been uh 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 threatened you're always in fear you don't know where to start what yeah. would be your advice for that woman who's listening to us sitting at home now who wants to come out where do they start where do they go for help unfortunately it has to start within you for myself uh to me it was a conversation that i had with myself for such a long time because mm-hmm. when i made that decision it was just it was not just a, a decision that i made right then right there i've been plotting in my mind how am i going to get out because i want to come out and then i had my praying corner to say lord you are the one that can take me out now because i've tried on my own 
You know, when you turn on own is when you say, I don't love you anymore. I'm coming out of this relationship. Tell him. Mm. And he will be like, oh, so you are the one that's breaking up with me. I'm not breaking up with you. Mm. And then he'll come the next day uh, because abusers have this way. They buy you uh, nice things. They know what you like the most. So it's, Mina, I love food. Mm. So he'll come and take me out. I remember the first time he actually hit me. It was it was in the night, yeah. He went to Edgar's and bought me a dress. Sure. So it was an expensive dress. Okay, then I forgot about it because it was the first time. It was something new to me. I said, hey, I will never get beaten by a man, this and that. Mm. I kept quiet. I didn't tell anyone. And that's how it started. It didn't stop. Mm. So they have a way of playing with your mind. And they have a way of making you feel like you are at fault. You're the one that caused this. Uh, because I ask you so many times. So there's two things. When you're being asked, you keep quiet. It's a problem. When uh. you respond, it's a problem because you're giving the incorrect response. So where, whatever you do, it's a problem. Uh. So uh, they will make you feel like you are at wrong, yet... Whether you are at wrong or not, no one, no one deserves to be beaten up by somebody else because we can always talk and fix it. So yeah, that's how that's how you you can come out. You have you need to have a conversation with yourself. Mm. Must have you must have God within you. Whether you go to church or not, have a relationship with God because you. I had to pray. I I mm-hmm. I, I I think I'm not sure, but. I don't know when um, I really went deep into a relationship with God. Uh-huh. If, if that's the if that's what made me have this relationship with God, then it was meant to because I've, I was never been so close to God than any other time than that time when I was going through a lot because He's the only one that I could tell what I want and uh-huh. what I'm struggling with. So and then you get. I made a decision. I said I found somebody because he knew that I had no one. I had yeah. nothing, and nobody has a car. So if somebody hits you in the night, you've got no family members that has a car. Where are you going to go? Nowhere. Mm. So I had I had this aunt. I found her. I told her I'm not okay, and uh, you need to come and take me out from here because I'm gonna die, and my daughter is gonna die with me. And she came, but it was a decision I made for myself. And when she came, she said, no, I'm taking Tenji, but we will, I will bring her back tomorrow mm. and have cash in, and then we will sort this thing out because you guys can't be fighting like this. That okay. was the end of it. I told her, uh. you're going to go and talk, Mina, I'm out. The fact that I was able to come out without him fighting because... I don't know what made him not to fight when I was coming out. The fact that I was able to come out on that day, I did not set my foot back alone on that house. I only set my foot back when I was with the police, coming to fetch whatever that belongings that Mm. belong to me. I I ran. So I would say the opportunity that you get, when you have the strength to come out, come out and don't even want to hear about it, trying to work things out don't 
don't because while you still new, you can still change your mind. He knows your weaknesses. So go yeah. out there, get mm. help. Get help, involve the police because if if, if I hear you properly, Tenji, is that uh, the conversation, the decision needs to be done internally. Then after that, you need to shout out and ask for help. Yeah. You mean you reach out to your auntie, yeah. but also the fact that you are anchored in something bigger than yourself. Mm. The fact that you knew that God is there with you yeah. in the lowest point of your life, yeah. that God sees you and He will see you through this. I think yeah, that that's very important. Mm. That uh, we need to understand it. But something that really puzzled me when you were speaking. You're saying that uh, your ex-partner had a multiple personality. And mm. I think that's what's confusing for most women to stay yeah. in that relationship. Yeah. To say in public, they are this is good person, loving, and uh, at home, it's a completely different personality. It's like a narcissistic person because you know the sign. You've been subjected to when you are being squeezed by the hands, when the eyesight... Whereas with tonight should be the guy, but people don't pick up that. <laughs> they, they just see this guy who's good, who's loving. They, yeah, yeah people don't know what uh, women go through. I'm telling you, you can put your mm-hmm. makeup on, you can have everything, but the moment you step into that house, the whole thing changes. It changes completely. And that's why it's important that you many women speak out because it does affect women across all levels i mean whether you are employed Mm. in your space you were employed very successful career-wise making it into the promotion career ladder but at home we are subjected to abuse and people could not even connect the dots because they see the successful achievement women who's achieved so much yeah, I remember when I got my first promotion, he actually said, why? Um, it wasn't my first, I think it was my second. Why are you always getting promoted? Mm. So he couldn't hide the jealousy because it was like puzzling him. Why? If in what he makes me go through, but I still make it because he will beat me whole night. I'll still wake up in the morning and go sure. to work on a Monday because... I'd rather be somewhere than be. Yes. Mm. I will go to, I will make an excuse to go to church every Sunday, even if I can't, even if my mm. body is so, just so that I can be away from him. Away from that environment. No, yeah. no, I understand that. I think I have a friend who had similar situation. You know, every opportunity that you get to be away from home. Yes. Yeah. It's your, like, your survival. And I think that's why most people don't pick it up. You always show up at work. Mm. You always show up at at church. So you're like this person that is so so committed. Meanwhile, you rather be committed to something like valid that you show up than being... um, That's why I say I couldn't stay away at work because it would not beat me in my face. Where? It was just the body mainly and also you know to summarize 
Yeah. Have a conversation with yourself. Seek out for help. Yeah. And also hold on to God. With regards to when we were going through that time, Tenji. Uh, so 10 years, what support you needed when you were in that season? You know, in the lowest time, when you were vulnerable season. So what support do you, did you need? Um, what support? Mm. It, I, I didn't get any because I didn't speak. Okay. So, and there were things, there were a lot of things that I was not aware of. Because you don't associate yourself with many people. If you're in an abusive relationship, you missed out a lot, actually. Uh, and you don't know your rights. Uh, okay. So, yeah. But you and you can only get support if you speak out. Because mm. I remember for him, he exposed himself because he showed up at, at my workplace after he has beaten me to death the previous day. And then because he knows what he can beat me anyhow and I still go to work. He actually showed up in my workplace, but because it was so bad, I had to move out from there and run away. So I wasn't at work, but my superior saw him and they were there to assist me. So if I spoken out earlier, I could have received help in every angle, police, work, home, everywhere. And also psychologically, because I could hear his voice. Mm. After the big breakup, I could hear his voice. I couldn't sleep at night. Any gunshot I would be, because I knew what kind of a person he was. He would tell me about the history that he once, once in jail, this and that. So those are the other things that makes you not to break up with him because you don't know whether he's telling you to scare you or it's just a conversation. But I will Mm. remember every bad thing that he has done in his life, I would say, okay, this guy will actually kill me. But I told myself, whether I leave him or don't leave him, I'll sit there, I'll still die. So I must make one decision. And yeah, I I, I receive support from mm. various, various places, work, police, neighbor, uh, neighbors, my new landlord, everywhere, like everywhere. So if but only if you speak out because nobody knows what you're going through okay so if i hear you cc you're saying that when you speak out the help was there i mean you needed somebody to believe you or somebody to pick up that something was not right something was off and you know sometimes people that you associate with Mm. there's little bit very silence signs your superiors they intervene because they picked up that something is not right and they were able to help you and you also spoke about psychologically that it's important to get healing you know there was trauma there after the guy is still gone you still have those memories you are still scared when you hear gunshots and everything and the the other one you spoke about the police because i've had many ladies saying that when they go to some of the police station they are not being heard Uh, it's not easy uh, the the police they actually don't take you serious but they don't with you mm. um i don't know how many times i went to police station they made me 
uh, take the protection order to him for him to sign it. But oh. I it. Yes, they oh. they can't go alone. I'm telling you, it's not easy. But you have to make sure you do all those things. There's many routines. You go the first day, you have no proof that you've been beaten, beaten up. You go the second day after you have put up some reports together because I think I had to get people from work to write a statement. I had to get my aunt to write a statement that even though I'm not showing anything, but yes, it happened. Then they finally had me and then they say, come back tomorrow, come back the next week. Are you still going to, are you safe? You are not safe. You're still going so back to the same environment. Going, yeah, you're still going back. And when there's a child, they, they call both of you now for this protection on, you must still see the same person. And they must still talk however they want to talk to you. Oh, you're not going to go far with this thing of protection order. He would literally talk anything in front of you because he's thinking, oh, what you're going to get from this? You're not going to get nothing. But you must persevere. Police you must. And when you get that protection order, you must go back now because you get the protection order from the court. You must go to the police station, ask the policy, the police um, force people to take you to the same person. They say, no, you know where it stays. <laughs> you must sure. take up there. That jump is very scary, the, yeah? Yes, jump off the way. Three times I was looking for him. I couldn't find him. He ran to Durban. Then I waited. It's going to expire if you don't give him in time. I don't know how many times my uh, my HR at work took me to the Lesesle, uh, police station because we were trying now to change the times so that we can at least find it. So it has to, you have to, you have to know your story and you must also make sure you understand that you, you've heard enough because he will see the other side of you how you are really going through with this thing mm. you must have changed completely so but if you're gonna just do it once and then give it up he'll come back when you're not expecting and then you've got nothing i actually live in my house there's my protection order i'm keeping it there anything that happens i'm calling the police in the house and then they will do the rest hopefully yeah but what's scary is that our law and order, you know, our system, our policing system is not supporting not women. Much. I think more needs to be done in terms of educating. How do you tell as a police person, somebody who comes and being assaulted, abused, and they apply for a police a protection order, for a protection order, then uh, you say you that must go uh, to that you, person. you must go to that person to get it signed. Yeah. I mean, it took you three times to get that right. This is unthinkable that is happening in our society. Uh, times like this, 15 days of activism against gender-based violence, where we can bring awareness, where, you know, the, the, the gaps in the system that's supposed to support women can be focused on. The, the work that the UN is doing, I think it goes a long way to putting some of the things that you've highlighted, especially with our law and order in the country. My next question for you is that, I mean, your, your partner, your ex-partner, this personality, you know, you know the guy, right? You spent almost 10 years. Yeah. What do you think 
or what did you pick up that was uh, maybe responsible or that was the cause of him being a perpetrator of gender-based violence? Um, I'll say the upbringing. The upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't have a father figure. And um, I remember every time. So what I would do, every time he abuses me, I had a relationship with his mom. I will tell her instead of my mom. Mm. So when I used to tell her, and then she will say, hey, even his father was like this. That is why I, I didn't get married to him. Because even if I'm sitting in a bus and there's a person um, jumping in the bus, he will say, why are you now uh, looking at this person? Are you what are you guys talking now with your eyes? Mm. So he was a jealous man, his father. So he, what she will say, I hope he doesn't take after his father. But his father didn't bring him up, didn't um, raise him. He was mm. not raised by his father. He was not raised by her. He was all over living with the uncles, living with that person. So fathers also a father plays a huge role i'm a i'm a, I'm a female but it hurts me that i didn't have a relationship with my father mm. yet i'm a female because each and every parent plays a role in your life especially on the male side you need to teach um fathers must teach boys how to treat uh, women and, and stuff so i would say his upbringing and also he also spoke about his previous relationship because he had he had a son with another girl. Okay. He told me that oh you you know now I'm really changed. I used to beat so and so so bad because I didn't want someone that made me angry. You know, he would talk like it's a good thing to beat somebody or to beat a female. So I had that history. But we female, we are so in denial. How you carry on dating someone that you know he wants to get somebody and they tell you? But you, see, mm, you think you'll be different. <laughs> yes, you think mm. it'll be different because you are so different. Yeah. So, yeah. That's... So if I, I, I just summarize what you just said, yeah. that void of a parent, the absentia of a parent, especially a father figure in our lives affect every one of us but mostly for male Mm -hmm. you know because that's where they learn their masculinity and that's where they learn who they are you know like that is very important but also the exposure it seems like he was exposed to trauma at some point even though he was not being raised with the dead full time yeah. If a child is being exposed to that environment as they are growing up and they don't deal with it, they don't heal with it, they have these feelings that are bottled up, you know, the anger that you've mentioned, that also, he was he was angry. Yeah. And also, the, the what I also picked up, uh, the abusers, they don't want to um, appreciate when females are making it. It's like you making it because of 
something what have you done for you to be the best candidate you know mm. their mindset is very different because mm. um okay so what you making it in life and i'm not and any small thing uh, the leadership part the, the fact that you are in charge at work you're not gonna tell me what to do i'm not one of those boys that you're in charge of at work where does that mm. come from so also i picked up that also it was irritating him that um i can be making that. it mm. where am i where am i coming from isha we're thinking coming here from village and emakaya emafamo and yes, come to pnb and you are making it yeah and when i want to see you i can't see you because you're working overtime mm. i was you know the overtime story oh i would actually ask oh can i work tomorrow i will yeah front yeah so the power the power the little power mm. they they have they abuse it so he felt intimidated by your success because okay. he was not secure in that space that you are making it and they are not his life especially his statement yeah okay so that one that also mm. as well played a part I think earlier you mentioned uh, some of the red flags that ladies should look out for and as I think it's important to highlight this when you are dating because mm. if you don't know about them you can get yourself in a situation you know you mentioned that uh, she will cut your clothes dictate that you can wear tight clothes yeah. you can do certain style yeah. and uh, things like that so what will be your advice for a young woman out there that during early stages before you committed you find yourself committed to this person what are the red flags that they need to look out for uh firstly if something doesn't sit well with you and you address it and it's not being recognized no. then you are not being appreciated for who you are because i'm tenjiwe and you are somebody else and we totally different so the thing that i love and the thing that you love will never be the same but there's compromise you cannot delete everything that i love if i like to dress up why um would somebody tell you no you rather wear free uh, clothes you need to can't be you can't wear tight things that's a red flag because if it makes you feel good and you you feel safe and it's a right clothes so that's a red flag for somebody to tell you, you can't do this kind of hairstyle you can't do your face your face beads you can't you know you can't buy you can't just buy anything i need to be there with you when you're buying because i know you buy tight things those are red flags so they, they choose your clothes for you yeah. this guy this personality those, was going with you choosing clothes yeah um yeah red flags are the basic things when mm. so it's not huge things the small things that they stop you from doing or from enjoying your friends uh, uh gathering with your friends because you need people in your space because if they say don't go there they are afraid which you might release some information that this is how it was we as friends we talk maybe yes. they don't want you to to say what are you going through so you will not be allowed to together with friends 
if you were given an opportunity to go time by five o'clock, come to it now. I, you want to stay too late? Well, I had a child in the early stage, so he used to say, I must go with my child. Why are you leaving the child behind? You want to go enjoy yourself? Mm. The child will be on my way. Who does that? So you end up saying, I'd rather not go than take my child um, in the parties and everything or at my friends. So yeah, the red flags are always there. Okay, so if I hear you properly, basically you're not giving the space to be yourself. Yeah. Uh, the person was trying to control everything. When you want to buy clothes, they'll be there with you and choosing the clothes that is comfortable for them, not for yourself. And uh, you are not allowed to have male contacts. Earlier you mentioned that. I mean, in the yeah. engineering environment that you are working with, you are bound to have male contacts on your phone. They are bound to phone you after hours as their supervisor. Attending functions, not being allowed to have a voice. You know, when you differ, it's only natural that people will differ in the relationship. You all, all want the same thing. But if you don't have a voice, you cannot complain in a relationship. That's a red flag. That is. Okay. Thank you. You know, yes. with our country, they always say that uh, South Africa is the best constitution in the world. And we have rights as women compared to our mothers around the 70s and 80s, since the 90s, I think. Yet, we still have high cases of gender-based violence. Why do you think that is the case, especially in our country now, with all these rights, the constitution, and yet we're still seeing a high population of ladies being subjected to gender-based violence? Because we are not the problem. Mm. It's not females that are the problem. And nobody takes care of the men. So, okay, I've been taken care of. I've got support everywhere. I've got support in my family, my workplace, polices, everywhere. But who's, get, who's getting a support for the guy that abused me? For the guy that abused a previous lady? For the guy that's going to go to another relationship with the head? Because now Tenji has dropped him. People know where to go. He had to relocate. He had to live his perfect life he had with Tenji and go somewhere else and go start a brand new life with the head full because even if you've done wrong to somebody you still need to go see somebody to see why did i do wrong mm. am i wrong am i you have to nobody says to these people there's no place where the abusers must go but we are being taken care of but who takes care of the perpetrators the people that are hitting people emotionally, uh, physically, everything, any kind of, because what we do with the rapists, we take them to jail. Mm. And then what happens? Sure. Yeah. I think, Nina, my, my, my dream is to see some jail organization, the same person that abused me, so that they don't go abuse another lady because they're not going to end with me oh they they are hurt 10 times now because they think me leave, he must be thinking me leaving him oh he's gonna show because you never know 
What would he do if he had to meet me in the street with me and him alone? Whoever thought of that, what he'll do to me if he ever if he ever had to meet me alone in the street in the dark? Because he'll still be hurt. He's not he he has not healed. He is still hurt and he will still hurt another lady. You don't know why he he hurt me. It's mm. because he was not healed from the previous relationship. So, yeah, that, you you know what you said is, is so What you said is so powerful and profound. When you just said we are not the problem, I think it just clicked with me for maybe the first time that maybe our approaches are focusing more on being reactive and the victims, while we should be proactive addressing the the males as well. What forum do they go to? be able to be assist to talk about these things you know like alcoholic anonymous for alcohol what support do they have what reforms are they in place where they're not going to be judged because you formed a good link between his childhood how he grew up not everybody who grew up under the circumstances by the way turn out like that but for him because he did not heal that relationship he takes his relationship now in a toxic space because of the, the the trauma that he had as he was growing up and we need to have more conversations for males we need to take care of our males there's this drive of a girl child which there's nothing wrong with that mm. but you can't move between two extremes people yeah. who are inflicting pain on others if i hear you properly they also need assistance because yes. if change survive somebody else is not going to survive in the future because the person who's the perpetrator has not dealt with the problem inside because of him remember to him it was normal to to hit me he didn't say anything wrong otherwise he could have stopped if he did so somebody needs to make him understand that no you are wrong because the fact that it did not stop even after because he doesn't leave you even if you have um contacted everybody mm. doesn't leave you same time it takes long they will still continue you've still got your phone i've changed my number by the way but i still got my number my new number mm-hmm. i've changed facebook i've changed everything but after i've done all of that okay i said now he got he got my number my new number i'm not gonna change this number he must talk whatever you want to say over this phone if it's going to make him feel better and that's what i did he when he didn't have my new number he will phone my line at work which whoever switch for that will answer the phone he will tell them how bad i was how terrible i left him this and that that's what making him heal why you go and tell people in the office what kind of person i am that was after how many how, how long uh, uh i've put everything in the police and everything but it still continued until he spoke whatever he needed to say sure trying to kill your branded work as well yeah. you know yeah. if we couldn't uh, access you from home because you are no longer with yeah. him bullying now he's trying to cause trouble bullying yeah. you at work saying nasty things about you to your supervisors and stuff hmm. so, that's scary. That, doesn't end there 
you know there's something that you said and i think the next question links to that because the next question takes talks about now we're raising a generation and we want this generation to be different so how can we raise a generation of male kids who won't participate in gender-based violence what can we do as parents in our home differently now while they're still young and uh, they don't have these issues from their childhood that they have a potential of being perpetrators of uh, gender-based violence so what can we do different with a boy child at home i know you have a daughter but what will be your advice um well i think something has to be done in the early stage and i think this one will also come back to us because if you look at the events the, the whatever celebrate celebrations or remembering of this uh, people that were abused that died and everybody it's females that are starting those, those things and i think this as well for for, for small boys to be groomed uh, to be taught we must actually have a school for it some sort of how do you treat a woman how you must carry yourself and everything because it it doesn't start um on treating a woman when you're growing up why are you smoking you shouldn't be smoking they need to understand before they even start smoking before they even uh, date girls they need to know how to approach a lady um there's there's so much that can be done with the boys but it has to be it, it has to come from us women because since we are the ones that suffering we must think of our girls that are growing up now what kind of days they will meet if we don't do something now we actually need to do something for our girls that we're raising now just so that they can be safer than us you know, as you were talking now, I was reminded of something. I always say to my son, I'm not raising you to be a man. I'm raising you to be a good husband to somebody's daughter, like your wife in future. So like now I force him, would he please carry my bag, do this. Those yeah. little things that you need to teach people at home, your kids, because yeah. you are preparing them for the future, for their wife to say, start with me as your mother there's a contact there's a behavior that's how you don't talk to me anyhow you don't raise your voice you open the door for the women uh you carry the bag for them those are small platforms but you also mentioned that we can create more platforms where we can teach behavior and how to conduct yourself you know as a young man just think about um june June is a male, it's a father's month, it's a male's month. Nothing major gets done. Come mm-hmm. August, come August. There's so many things that, that are getting done. I'm sure the males are even looking and thinking, they're just wasting their time. The abusers, they must be thinking, standing there, waiting for us to come out from that conference. But if we can take June, say, okay, if we treat June as male's month, let's do something to encourage them do something has to be done something it has to no. start somewhere unfortunately it started somewhere with women empowerment and with male empowerment it has to start somewhere small start small 
and everyone that's where you are no way you engage people will engage but someone has to start it mm. yeah so sis thank you very much for making yourself vulnerable for your boldness for being an activist i mean for 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 women abuse for putting your story out there from people to learn from i know it's not easy and it takes somebody who's in a healing journey or who has healed to be able to stand up and share the story yeah. because of the memory the trauma the feelings and everything that goes with that but we appreciate you we appreciate the fact that such a young woman is speaking using all the platforms like this the empowerment podcast your birthday celebration wherever you've been invited in peter marie's back you're sharing your story and people are learning from it and most importantly is that is it possible to survive a gender-based violence so last question for me is that what will be your parting words what advice you want to give to our society or to women out there uh, my advice is run while you still can because other people died in abusive relationships um yeah and i always thank god that i was not poked by the knife i was not pointed by the gun there are females that go through worse than this you know when i share my story people say eh i'm so glad that there was no knife or gun I I've been experienced people my husband pointing a gun into my forehead and that will scare you that will traumatize you because every time you think of that I could have died so run run I would say come out I know it's not easy if it took me 10 years um yeah but run being in an abusive relationship you don't grow at all and then um you don't get things done i'm actually 10 years behind my schedule to be quite oh. honest to be quite honest i don't know where would i be now uh, mm. the only thing that worked for me that it was my work but other than that i'm 10 times behind So if any chance that you get um if it starts especially when you're not married it's very easy to come out it's hard when you are married it's hard when the kids i still suffer because i've got a kid but it's better it's 100% better than where i was i can handle that phone call or checking up on the kids it will not kill me than mm. today and and taking everything that is so not acceptable so i would really encourage you if you are experiencing any form of abuse do not stand for it find a way to come out and also if you are not ready it's okay but have a have a have a talk with yourself how long are you gonna be in this relationship you are not happy you crying every time every chance that you get you even crying in front of him and you will say why are you crying you think i'm sure. so sorry for you so it's even worse when he does it when he does it in front of the kid because you are traumatizing the child my daughter was traumatized uh, 
Empowerment Podcast. Inspire, equip, and empower.